are Locked On Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Park the sound at your favorite Tar Heel voice. Welcome to Locked On Tar Heels. As always, it's a great day to be a Tar Heel. I'm your host, Candace Cooper. Thank you so much for joining me today. Do yourself a favor. Make sure you download, subscribe to the podcast from anywhere. You can also join the fun via Twitter by following at Locked On Heels or me personally at Candace D. Cooper. So here's what I have on tap for you guys today. Carolina is undefeated in 2021. We're going to talk about that UNC versus Syracuse recap. We are on a roll, and I'm going to tell you why Carolina is finally starting to get it. We also got to talk about UNC having to repeat that Syracuse performance because they're going to be playing a dominant Florida State. Talk a little about that Florida State-NC State matchup and why the Seminoles are nothing to be played with. Anson Dorrance should be on the all-time greatest coaching list after UNC Women's Soccer saw three Tar Heels selected in the National Women's Soccer League draft last night. He is the GOAT. I have had the chance to speak with him. More importantly, our girls are doing the damn thing. So shout out to all the women who got selected last night. More importantly, we've got some you know, records and history and historic moments that we got to share with you today. All right, so let's get right on into it. Happy Thursday. It is almost Friday, which means it's almost the weekend. And although we're still in the pandemic, it's still, you know, we can still make it. We can still make it fun. There's still a lot of good things happening in the world if you just take time to stop and smell the roses, right? It's just, see, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to choose positivity, good vibes, all that good stuff. I hope you're doing the same. It is cloudy here in North Carolina, but if you are listening from around the globe, I hope it is sunny wherever you are. Now let's talk about UNC versus Syracuse. The series saw Carolina at first 13-5 and against the Orange, winning nine of the last 10 games in the series before Tuesday's matchup. UNC was 4-0 in Chapel Hill, all of which had been playing, played in the Dean Dome. Carolina is 9-2 since the Orange joined the ACC, and it will have become Mm, excuse me, let me try that again. UNC became the first program to win nine straight games against the Orange. The streak began back in 2015 and ended last March in that ACC tournament that we love to forget. Roy Williams was 10-5 before Tuesday against Syracuse, including 9-3 as head coach of the Tar Heels. But that is no longer. We have a new record as Carolina put up a nice victory. 81-75, they beat Syracuse on Tuesday night, thanks to Garrison Brooks and Armando Baycott, each having a double-double. More importantly, Armando had one of the biggest grown man games I've seen since he's been at Carolina. And the Tar Heels decided, you know what? We're not going to play around with the last minute, 30 seconds of the game. We're going to win within the last three minutes, okay, (laughs) to make sure we pull it away. There's no question Carolina is here, and they're trying to move in a positive direction. Now, Brooks scored 16 points and had 10 rebounds, while Baycott had 15 points and 12 rebounds. Baycott has 14 double-doubles and in 19 games with 10 or more of rebounds. RJ Davis added a nice 12 points. Still waiting for our backcourt to have dominant games. I wish we could have guys put up, you know, 20 plus points, but hey, I will take the victory as I can get it slow and steady. Always wins the ACC championship, NCAA championship race. Now, it was a back and forth game all night. 
Carolina went on about two 9-0 runs, but the leads would quickly get cut. Buddy Bayheim and company would not mess around with the heels. You saw Quincy Garrier with 23 points and 11 rebounds. Buddy had 18, and Alan Griffin had 16. Quincy Garrier fouling out of the game certainly made it was a difference maker for the Tar Heels down the stretch, and it helped for our big guys again to be able to put the game away. Dayron Sharp's two free throws, speaking of big men, Gave the Tar Heels a 69-68 lead with three minutes remaining. The consecutive layups from Baycott and another from Andrew Playtech down the stretch created an extended lead from 77-70 to 70 with 42 seconds left. So, the Tar Heels are feeling themselves. Been a little different. Don't get too cocky now. Come on back, <laughs> right? Don't, don't overdo it. But it's certainly great to see Carolina finally find a rhythm. This is the best I've seen the Tar Heels play most comfortable almost you've seen the Tar Heels so far this season. Now, North Carolina is now 14-5 and five against the Orange, winning 10 of the last 11. It was the Tar Heels' first ACC game this season, decided by five more than five points. So like I said, it wasn't a game where you had to have almost a heart attack with 30 seconds left. You didn't know if they could create a defensive stop. You didn't know if they were going to have to create, you know, an offensive scheme, come up with the play and actually execute it. You could breathe a little bit. <laughs> you saw a little rhythm. If you bet the over or the under, you felt good about yesterday. And that is certainly, again, what the Tar Heels have done so far this season is they've given us heart attacks. But I appreciate them for finally saying, you know what, we're going to give y'all a night off allow y'all to just woosah <laughs> we're gonna handle our business now I had three keys to victory for the Syracuse game right I wanted Carolina to ensure they won by doing three things control turnovers Syracuse had scored 27 points off 18 turnovers the last time the Tar Heels met and the 27 points were the most by an opponent all season this time around though Carolina only committed to 11 turnovers to Syracuse's 14. And I know it's like the old strong analysis where you say, hey, if you turn over the ball less than the other team, you're probably going to win. But it's holding true to Carolina. Every time they don't make a whole lot of turnovers, they seem to win the game. Or they make less than the other team, they win. So let's try it. Let's keep it up. Why don't we? It seems to be that simple. ABC, one, two, three. And yet... Sometimes the heels find it difficult. Number two, I wanted them to tame the mental mistakes. Syracuse outscored the Tar Heels 15-2 last time they met in fast break points in the ACC tournament last year. That was not the case in this game. Syracuse did not outscore the Tar Heels in fast break points. More importantly, Carolina just decided for itself, and something that we haven't seen in a long time, that they were not going to let this get close, right? They were going to capitalize off Syracuse's mistakes. They were not going to allow for uh, Syracuse to feel comfortable at any points in the, in the game. There was an even 11 points off fast break opportunities for both teams so Carolina didn't let you get too much <laughs> into yourself but I will say Carolina created and maintained offense which was my number three point by doing what we do best and that's offensive rebounds Carolina had 48 to uh, Syracuse's 31 but more importantly the second chance points Carolina had 24 as opposed to Syracuse's only four points so dominating the paint 42 for Carolina 24 for Syracuse that's just okay, right? It's a different level of understanding that the more opportunities you get to score with a team that struggles scoring, 
it's going to bode well for you, right? We're going to feel better about our situation. We're going to feel better about the guys that we have <laughs> on the floor. And I'm starting to feel more confident in our group. Again, still think that they need to figure out how to create some offense from that uh, backcourt. But I say overall, pleasantly surprised. Kerwin Walton did his thing per usual in the threes when they were clutch. Carolina had Caleb Love out the gate making threes. They were actually on fire for shooting. And having a night where you shoot for 39% and still being able to pick up a win, you'll take that. <laughs> you'll take that. Syracuse had 46% and lost. Crazy, right? Carolina's three points were all. Three-point percentage was only 20%. Their free throw percentage was way better, though, 78%. And, yeah, again, I'm I'm seeing better, but not great. Not there. And a little nervous because we have a huge matchup coming up on Saturday against the Florida State Seminoles. But first, let's take a listen to Roy and how he felt about his team briefly when it came to their overall performance against Syracuse. I thought we got some good performances from a lot of guys. Uh, I'll say it again, you know, Dayron didn't have his best game by any means, but he had two big baskets in a row for us, made the two free throws. Garrison was big for us in the first half. You look at Leakey, seven assists and uh, one turnover and made two big free throws. I thought RJ made a couple of big baskets for us and got at least one and possibly two steals that I think was uh, uh, was big for us. But uh, and then we went to the free throw line and made our free throws down the stretch too. But in the first time, first half, Buddy Bayheim just killed us. He and Guerrero and Guerrero tried to do it in the second half as well. And it helped us immensely for him to get in foul trouble and to foul out. And again, Roy mentioned how in this game, there wasn't really a panic that Dayron stepped up to the line and made two big free throws when we were down to give us a one point lead. And the only thing that was discouraging is you got to have a clock in your head and to get a 10 second backcourt violation is something you can't do down the stretch. And so he really wanted the guys to just not really focus on the fact that it was a tight game. But focus on the fact that you still got to do those little things correctly. And certainly Carolina can get better at that. I'm still hoping to see more from our backcourt and from Anthony Harris. Maybe we'll see. He got dressed for this game. He didn't end up playing. But a lot of people, a lot of speculation about whether or not he'll be back in the lineup soon. Boy, really harped on the idea that he does not choose the lineup. More importantly, if you play good, you're going to get in there. So it's all about how the guys are performing. So whenever there's questions about why is he changing the lineup again, maybe they had a bad practice. Maybe he wants to teach him a lesson. Who really knows? All I do know is it's working. <laughs> For whatever reason, what we've got going on right now is working. So I hope that the Tar Heels are able to keep it up. I hope that they just figure out they're playing very unselfish ball, which is a nice addition to what I feel like we saw last year. A lot of guys were not feeling confident in their game and it showed. It just came off as, oh, I feel nervous. Who's going to make the last shot? Who can I be, you know, feel secure with? And oftentimes it was nobody. So hopefully Carolina's finally found itself. Don't get too big for your britches. Let me keep you humble because you have a great game coming up this Saturday and you're going to need to be firing from all, every cylinder. If there was ever a game that we needed to have at least three guys score 20, this, is, this might be the game. 
Okay, and I'm going to tell you why, because NC State got blasted by Florida State last night, and the Seminoles are not playing. Let's talk about that. So if you're going to put your money down this weekend, we got a whole slew of ACC games in there. I'm telling you, bet the over for the Carolina in Carolina-Florida State matchup. And if you're going to do that, I tell you, you got to go to the only place that I trust, and that's betonline.ag. If you sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag, Use that promo code locked on for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore and get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. 2020 is thankfully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets and your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked on Bets wherever you get podcasts. UNC will have to repeat Syracuse performance to have a chance against Florida State. And I'm going to tell you why. State versus Florida State game, if you're an ACC basketball junkie and you just like to watch any games that you can get, you know, Carolina wasn't playing. But we saw a great matchup between the Wolfpack and the Seminoles as Raekwon Evans scored a career-high 24 points while MJ Walker added 19, and Florida State made 70% of their f- field goals in beating North Carolina State 105 to 73 on Wednesday night. Now, that for me was the first time I've seen a team score 100 plus points this season, which makes me extremely nervous because while, yes, we did score 81, we are not knocking on nobody's door. <laughs> for 100 points anytime soon. So defense is going to have to be another level come Saturday. Now, Florida State hadn't played since losing to Clemson on December 29th because scheduled games against Duke, Syracuse, and Pittsburgh were postponed due to COVID protocols. So they were sitting. They were waiting. They were itching for a win. They were itching to come back and dominate. I'm so glad that was NC State's, you know, remedy and not ours because we would have gotten trounced, right? The Seminoles have won 19 consecutive ACC games at home as they prepare for us on Saturday. Yeah. Does that make you feel good? Make you a little nervous? Make you feel like you got a inhale, exhale release? Because I know I do. <laughs> I know I am just feeling a little bit anxious about my whole we're undefeated in the new year season because the Seminoles uh, Leonard Hamilton and company are not playing games. It was cute. To, it was cute. Well, I don't know why I said cute. I said it was cool. <laughs> cool to see that Leonard Hamilton was announced to be one of the finalists for the College Basketball Hall of Fame. He will be in great company with Bayheim, Williams, and Shisevsky. Another great, you know, coach among the ranks and great for the conference to say you have Hall of Fame coaches that are leading your teams, leading your programs, all of that great stuff. So I'm hoping to see him get that nod. Now, again, Saturday, Carolina takes on Florida State. I will always give you those three keys to victory. More importantly, I'll break down the history of the two teams and where they are in the series. We all know Carolina was not the team of old. It's not the team of old, you know, from the 2019 season, but they're going to have to bring their best A game to beat Florida State. 
it's gonna be ugly. I'm trying to I'm trying to be nice about it, but I feel like it's gonna be ugly. So let me go ahead and make peace with that. I need y'all to make peace with that. That way, when it happens, you're not like, oh my god, I cannot believe. No, let me tell you right now. <laughs> if you saw any type of good basketball last night, they were shooting at the gym. They were going. They were trading three for threes against NC State for a good minute, but then NC State did throw. They took a break. Now, mind you, they, NC State was out without Manny Bates, who was a huge factor inside the paint. But at the end of the day, 105 is still 105. 70% when we had, what, <laughs> less than 40 for the game? We had 39% field goals made. That's, ooh, child, I'm trying to tell you. It's going to be one of them. So my, go ahead, make peace with the situation. Don't get too upset and just let it roll. Roll off your back or I promise you, you're going to have your own feelings hurt after I told you. I know you listen every day. So I want you to get your mind right for Saturday. So nobody's feelings, no surprises, none, none of that. <laughs> and if you feel like I'm wrong, go ahead and tell me at Candace D. Cooper at Locked on Heels. Let me know how you feel like the team is doing. If you think that it might actually be something, go ahead and give them a little praise and boost. I don't, I'm not never knocking the players, but I'm certainly a realist. That's what I'll put. I'm a, I'm a realist. I keep it 100 with you. Try my best at all times, right? So there's that. But if you're traveling to Florida State, if you're feeling like, hey, you know what? I want to see this team in person. I want to take my talents on the road. I need you to get right, right? I want you to make sure that you check out Rock Auto. With ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible to stock all parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. So why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer? Choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers, right? They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. RockAuto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. So why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? That's crazy. Go to RockAuto.com right now and you see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Now, as we wrap up today's show, make sure you guys download, subscribe to Locked on Tar Heels podcast from anywhere you listen to podcasts. If you guys are Canes fans, I know some of you Tar Heels are gearing up for the NHL season. I used to work for the Hurricanes, so it's very close, near and dear to my heart. Make sure you listen to Locked on Canes as they give you the inside scoop on all the players. I tell you, my first hockey experience, my first hockey game was my first day on the job. It was freezing. <laughs> But it was so much fun. Hockey in person is nothing like you can really imagine, right? It's very much fast paced, all the hits, all of that, you know, fighting good stuff. I, I know I'm not a huge fighting fan, but I do love a good little tussle, right? And that is exactly what you get with the Hurricanes. They are a tough, hard-nosed team. So I'm looking forward to seeing that this season. We started getting that Stanley Cup conversation, and I'm certainly hoping that we can get back, right? So you got to make sure you tune in 
part of the Locked On Podcast Network do that for me. Now, final story of the day. As I mentioned, Anson Dorrance should be in the GOAT Hall of Fame when it comes to coaches because, frankly, he puts women – he takes women to the next level of their careers. We all talk about professional athletes and we talk about basketball and football, but, hey – Women's soccer is out there doing the damn thing as well. The National Women's Soccer League had their draft last night, and UNC Women's Soccer saw three of their Tar Heels selected in the draft. Emily Fox, Brianna Pinto, and Taylor Otto were each chosen to continue their careers professionally, and they are going to various teams. Racing Louisville selected Fox with the first overall pick and Otto 11th, while Sky Blue FC drafted Brianna Pinto third overall. Now let's talk about Emily, right? She wrapped up a stellar career in Carolina where she competed in all 12 games. A Herman Trophy semifinalist in 2019, Emily started and competed in 69 career matches for the Tar Heels. She tallied two goals, 20 assists, and 24 points at UNC and logged over 4,500 minutes. That sounds like an amazing workout via Peloton, right? (laughs) During her junior season, Fox was the only collegiate soccer player to have earned a cap for the U.S. women's national team. The Ashburn, Virginia native was a two-time first-team All-ACC selection in 2019 and 2020. Emily is the second Tar Heel to go number one in the draft's nine-year history. The Washington Spirit took Crystal Dunn with the first pick in 2014. We all know Crystal, who has been a staple for women's soccer, not only at the national team level, but just creating the picture and idea of diversity and how she's trying to change the narrative with that. So Crystal is one of my favorites, certainly. Now, talk about Brianna Pinto. Speaking of diversity in soccer, Brianna did not have to wait long to hear her name called on Wednesday night after being selected by Sky Blue FC with the third overall pick. She is from Durham. Shout out to the Bulls City. Is a three-time member of the first team All-ACC list, earning the honor in each season she has competed for the Tar Heels. She established herself early on in her career and started 25 of 26 matches as a freshman. During her time as a Tar Heel, Brianna tallied 23 goals and 16 assists in 65 games, 64 of which she was a starter. Brianna was a 2019 Herman Trophy semifinalist is one of the five finalists in the 2019 U.S. Soccer Young Female Player of the Year Award. Okay, and that's not just it, right? The 2021 draft was the third time that UNC women's soccer players have been taken in the first round. So we had Emily and Brianna compared to Crystal Dunn and Keely Ohai. We all know Keely, right? You might know her. She has a famous husband. May play for the Houston Texans. J.J. Watt is his is her husband and those two women crystal dunn and keely were the first two picks in 2014 while julia ashley and dorian bailey went sixth and eighth in 2019 racing louisville took its second Tar Heel off the board, though, when the club drafted Taylor Otto with the 11th overall pick in the second round. The Tar Heel mid- midfielder finished her career at UNC with 79 starts in 84 games. She scored 11 goals during her time at Carolina and added 12 assists. She was a captain her sophomore season, second team All-ACC, third team member in 2019. 2020, she scored a goal at Louisville, one that proved to be timely in the Tar Heels' comeback against the Cardinals, establishing herself as one of the premier midfielders in the country so serious congrats ladies that is awesome 
taking your talents to the next level, being a pro at anything when you worked your whole life to get there is just memories that you certainly will never forget. So we wish you nothing but the best. But like I said before, Anson Dorrance, he gets it done. He brings girls in, gets them nice and pruned, takes them to the next level. <laughs> and if you're not having a Hall of Fame coach conversation, including Anson Dorrance, you really don't know what coaching is. I had the opportunity to be on a podcast with Anson talking about his career and what has changed between being an older coach and kind of this new middle-aged millennial world. And he is certainly one that doesn't take time too much for social media, but does have the time to pour into his girls, does have the time to pour into his university, has done a lot for Carolina's program. He mentioned on the podcast how Roy Williams has done a lot for Carolina soccer. He has given scholarships for a lot of these Olympic sport athletes. Roy Williams has dedicated time to ensure that these players are still allowed to compete because we know it's been hard. We know it's been difficult for non-revenue sports to continue to be successful. So it's just something about the Carolina family. It speaks to what we're really about here and just the kind of leadership that we're under. So looking forward to hearing more stories about that and more opportunities to share about these women doing big things. So thank you for tuning in today. That's all I got for you. <laughs> I hope it was enough. Again, we're coming back tomorrow because we got Florida State, Carolina. Whew, we got to get ourselves right for that. We've got to prep. We've got some Mac Brown news to share as he breaks down all of our incoming recruits. Let's talk about some of the guys that we're feeling really good about, right? We'll do all of that here as we round out the week. Make sure you guys stay safe and smart out there. Please wash your hands. Please stay inside if you can. All that good stuff. Wear a mask. And as always, go Heels. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.